All right. Welcome everybody to BMV and Barbecue <laughs> Six with Becca Getz. Getz. I almost said Bella. <laughs> I know you did. I saw you look at it. <laughs> Becca Getz. She is a personal trainer uh, for Aligned Fitness. Aligned Fitness. I want to make sure I pronounce that. Past tense for whatever reason. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she likes to to get people in better shape. That's sure uh, a very very vital part of being more. I decided to bring her on the podcast. Uh, Becca, let's just get right away started. What, uh, what, why Align Fitness first? That's what I want to ask. Like why the name or just in general? Yeah, why, why the name? I don't know. Um, so I was a yoga teacher first and then, um, well, I guess I technically had my personal training uh, certificate. Though it sounds weird. Um, I had that first, but I wasn't really training yet. So then I went and got my... Um, yoga teacher training, my 200 hour. And so I started teaching yoga first and then um, really got into actually training, training people. Um, and I personally have always kind of approached fitness as a, or just health in general as more holistic. Like you gotta have like, you can hit the gym every day, but you also have to work on your mobility and you have to work on also just kind of your mindset. Um, just if you're not kind of balanced in that way, it's really easy to go too lopsided and then that's how you get injured. That's how you kind of like just destroy your joints and your tendons. So then just, it all kind of just came from this idea of keeping everything in balance health wise. And then just like kind of so like aligning yourself like if you can think of like chakras that go up all the way through the body and mm-hmm. yeah, it just kind of came from that whole idea of staying aligned internally before mm-hmm. externally. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yep. Being everything comes from the inside first. Yeah. And it has to come from a good place or else it's going to turn into more of a nightmare than an actual long lasting positive mm. change. Wow. Because you're doing it for the wrong reason. So let's say you just, it's okay to do it to like physically look good and everything. That's fine. But if you're doing it to just get validation on Instagram or you're doing it so you're for your partner, like it, it's not going to be a positive lasting change. It's going to spiral into more negative self-talk and that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. it has to come from a good place. You have to be doing it for you above anybody else and it shouldn't matter what anybody else says about your body first gotcha. has that happened to you as have you had experience with that firsthand <sighs> well i would probably just say um identifying as a female that we are very much from a young age taught to like stay skinny stay looking young like you have to be looking attractive to find a mate and just all those other terrible things that like subconsciously trickle into your brain especially Mm -hmm. as a woman Mm -hmm. growing up it's very much ingrained i think i just saw a statistic the other day it's like 85 percent of women have engaged in disordered eating at some point in their life because of all these comparative oh yeah like and you think of like when we were little like all the magazines and all the tv shows and all the actresses it's getting better now because they are using like plus size models and like normal looking people and not like these plastic surgeried up people so it's getting better that way but it still has a long ways to go to make it feel 
Like they're not trying to just make us smaller and fit into a box in. Yeah, one female yeah. looks like this one version. Right, and you're not pretty unless you look like Angelina Jolie or whoever. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson, like, yeah. Yeah, I think we're improving in that aspect as well. It is getting better, for sure, but long ways to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, Especially now with Instagram, it is, I think it's actually probably really, I don't know, I could. I don't think I could grow up, be like in high school right now. With, could you imagine? Late bloomer, late bloomer. Like yeah. I was twenty one before I probably felt like, oh, I I feel like I look like an adult now. Same. And so I cannot imagine having Instagram in high school. Mm-mm. No, I, was, I looked like a baby until I was like twenty three. I say we were in we were on a big road trip this summer, and me and Ian walked up to a ticket counter together, and. This lady thought that Ian was my dad, and she thought I was 13 years old. Oh, <laughs> what? That's dude, ridiculous. That's dude, it was pretty it. bad. It was pretty bad. We walked up, much. and Ian was like, two adult tickets? And she points to me, she's like, how old are you? I was like, 29? And she's just like, I'm so sorry. But you'll like that when you're older. And like hearing that, I think I'm, it's starting to become a thing, too, is like, don't tell women that they'll like looking young when they're older, because it's very much like... Oh, you want to look young forever. Yeah. That'll keep you attractive longer. But it's like, I don't want to look like a baby now. Yeah. And so it's just, it's very, like, it was very, like, two-sided compliment. And I was just like, oh, that's nice, I guess. But I'm fine being wrinkly when I'm wrinkly and right. having gray hair when I have gray hair. Like, that's fine. That's life. Yeah. That's how it goes. And so, yeah, that was, that was a little extreme. And that was literally just in August. Mm-hmm. So you, it sounds like you got the, so you started out being a yogi, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. How did you get into yoga? Oh, I didn't really do it myself. Like I didn't have a true personal yoga practice, but I, I didn't want to be a, so I all did it with knowing that I wanted to be a really good personal trainer in the future. Okay. And everybody I know that's really good at something also is good at other things. Like, like good baseball, like hitters are also really good at golf, like finding different ways to kind of practice the same thing. Mm -hmm. Just keep your mind better. You're more well-rounded as a trainer, coach, teacher, whatever. And so I did the yoga training, basically wanting to have that kind of like sister science, knowing like, okay, well, this is how you work out, but this is also how you work on the mind, meditation, stretch, mobility. So I wanted to, I've always wanted to have the two. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So you thought uh, yoga would be a good sister science into just knowing the, Yeah, just knowing the body better. Yeah. Yeah, uh, totally really. Better. All just to know how the body works better. Gotcha. Yeah. And is there a pretty, like, is there a, a, a science to yoga, or is it really more spiritual? So there's different... Um, genre the word genre is not the same but different categories of yoga like there's Bikram and Ashtanga yoga and all these other ones and they all teach a little differently Um, the yoga I technically got trained under was um, they go by True Love Yoga now down in Kansas City Um, and theirs is trauma informed yoga and so really kind of teaching like I don't know what the number is but there's a lot of people who've had a lot of trauma so basically learning how to teach yoga by letting people stay in their safe space and not being too intrusive into their practice. Like 
Mm-hmm. Don't touch them. Like, have you ever done a yoga class before? Yeah. So have you ever had like the assistant, like a hands-on assistant's like, open up your shoulders this way or move your hips this way? Like, mm-hmm. so kind of just learning when that's okay and when that's not okay, because that can really trigger someone if you just come up and touch them in a dark room from behind them. Yeah. So like that can be really triggering. Just kind of learning how to create a safer space for the whole class while still keeping everybody like together and in the same vibe and everything mm-hmm. like that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's really interesting. I, I had a, a friend, I, I still have a friend. She did yoga and the first couple of times she did it, I think it, maybe it was the very first time she did it. She like started bawling. Oh yeah, that's practice. really common. Why? Um, cause it's basically can, that can really be because of a couple of reasons. One, because you're really tuning into the body and women especially hold a lot of trauma in their body, depending on what all has happened to them in their life. So to like literally, so yoga is a lot of like staying with the breath, feeling the body, feeling how it feels to be in this pose and that. And so it can really like bring up a lot of stored emotions Mm -hmm. and it's a safe space. So usually you feel safe enough to like cry Mm -hmm. because that's a lot of trauma being moved around and out of the body. Wow. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't know. I wouldn't not sure if I would equate yoga to like, uh, you know, being with God or something like that. But it kind of remind. It kind of. I always go back and forth on if I even believe in God anymore. Mm-hmm. But that they're they're kind of maybe not proves, but definitely you suggest something more that you can't see at the very least. Oh, you for know? sure. Like is a emotion uh, a science thing? I guess. Like, can you chart emotion? So there is actually emotion charts and it basically, it's like a big, almost like color pinwheel looking thing. And it has, I don't even know how many emotions around this whole circle. And like there's one ring, another ring, another ring gets smaller and smaller. Uh And you basically, you find the emotion that you have on the outside of the ring and you follow it to the core and you actually trace it back to like what the real, like, so anger might lead you up to jealousy whatever, whatever, and it just basically will lead you back to, like, fear. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so there is, like, you'll, I'll have to send you a chart, I'll look it up and send it to you, but you basically find it, and a lot of it just goes back to fear in different forms. Gotcha. Pretty wild. Yeah, that is pretty wild, because that's exactly how I look at it. Like, mm-hmm. everything at the very core is fear. Oh, for sure. If you can't face the fear, you will never grow. You will always be 100%. stuck. 100%, yeah. Well, have you... Uh, do you, what's your relationship with fear like? Fear. It's getting, it's getting better. So I've, um, really am into Deepak Chopra. I've heard he, the name. So he's someone that's like really big on, um, meditation and the science of meditation and just, uh, you should look up some of like on Insight Timer. It's a free meditation app. Um, but he also has his own meditation app. I think it's just called Chopra. Um, okay. But he's ad, hands down my absolute favorite meditation teacher. Um, and really just in like um, Eckhart Tolle is another good one. Um, so I just basically listen to their meditations, read their books, and just slowly over time just be more open. Like let emotions pass through me in general. Just not even fear. Just like. Whatever emotion comes in through the heart, 
Let it come straight out. Don't hold it and try and stop it from happening. Just let every emotion come in, do its little thing, and then just let it leave when it's ready instead of trying to, like, stop it from happening, mm-hmm. which only makes it worse. Yeah. So that would be me with, like, any emotion right now is what I'm really trying to work on. Let it come, feel it, let it do its thing, and then let it wash on through when it's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you familiar with stoicism? Well, I've heard of it, but I don't know if I actually know what it means. It's it's a, not quietly saying, but it's very much similar to what you just described as, um, you know, some situations. Well, in every situation, kind of training yourself to expect the worst so that if the worst does happen, mm-hmm. you're prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it does not happen, you've actually just set yourself up to be a little bit more joyful about the experience uh, because the worst didn't happen. But a lot of it is addressing mm-hmm. uh I don't want to say emotionless, but allowing the emotions to be yeah. there, but not attaching yourself to the emotions. Yeah, trying to stop it or avoid it or... Yeah, because yeah. I think a lot of people uh, try... They don't try. I think it's a subconscious thing um, via trauma or just how they were mm-hmm. raised, how, you know, whatever. But I think a lot of people attach themselves to some uh, some type of emotion. Oh, yeah. And if you can't... If they get rid of that emotion, if they try to handle it, then they lose themselves. Mm-hmm. Their identity has been completely compromised. Which, you know, who really, I'm not sure people want to have their whole world shaken up in an instant. Right. Uh, but, I mean, every time you hear something like that happening, it does, it's always for the better. Oh, yeah. You know. Have you ever had something like that happen where your identity was challenged? Hmm. So you really had to think about, like, is this actually who I am? I'd say often. Yeah, okay. I mean, especially trying to build a fitness path for myself on Instagram, mm-hmm. it's so easy to get caught up in all like the InstaFit models and the people that have tens of hundreds of thousands of followers and just like a lot of them are just half naked. And it would be easy to just like <laughs> throw on a sports bra in like little tiny spandex shorts and probably get a ton of followers very quickly. Mm-hmm. But that's not who I am. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's not my that's not my vibe. And so it's just like Every day, I just have to remind myself, like, you're doing what you want to do, how you want to do it. Don't pay attention to everything else you see. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing what you like. You're doing how you like it. It will all come in time. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I agree, too. That's the thing with this BMV now. I'm like, mm-hmm. things are going way slower than I thought they were. And, but i just have to keep reminding mm-hmm. myself it's like you're like let's just keep going keep yep. pushing. It'll, it'll i think it's, yeah i think really anybody that's trying to build their own like path out of nothing <laughs> it is just like weed eating slowly but surely just like cave in your own path and it's mm-hmm. hard and you feel like you're getting nowhere but <laughs> then you look around and you're like oh i guess i have i've made it i've done i've made a path like it's just not a very big one yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's going. But it's coming. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing a lot of fitness? Hmm. Um, I think I created the account, the account, like, probably six months before I, or maybe even a year before I actually ever started, like, posting. Gotcha. So I wanted to get the handle. Yeah. So I went ahead and got <laughs> I that. I like that. <laughs> um, and then I kind of just had to, like, I didn't know how I wanted to post, what I wanted to post. Like, at first I only posted yoga stuff, but yoga isn't my first love. So I just kind of decided that I'll let people that that's their passion, I'll let them. 
have that space because it just didn't feel authentic to be posting. Like, I don't do forearm stands, headstands, backbends. Like, that's not what I want to do my yoga for. So I was like, well, it's going to be hard, but I'll just post my workouts. And they're like, they're, and then the pandemic happened. And so now I was posting kind of like body weight stuff you can do at home. And then that kind of turned into, okay, well, not everybody's going back to the gym. So now I really need to be posting things for people going back to the gym because not that many people are stuck at home anymore. And so then it turned into me just posting the workouts that I do and little mobility stuff and mindfulness stuff here and there. Got you. Yeah. yeah you say mindfulness. Do you talk about meditation or what? Um, so I want to, but I technically don't have like my meditation teacher like certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for now, I just kind of post like a lot of Deepak Chopra stuff like on my stories. And then I save those to um, the highlights. Mm-hmm. And so you can just click on like, um, there's one called breath and mantras and just has like peaceful mindfulness quotes and then mantras for meditation if you like to recite a mantra when you meditate so gotcha. treating it that way for now until i feel like i you could have the right to call yourself kind of kind of like like oh i don't want to like step into a lane that i 100 percent don't maybe fully understand everything yet yeah because i don't want to yeah absolutely wait and yeah, patiently. That's a good that. idea. Yeah. So is your, what you want to carve out, is it mainly for the regular everyday person just trying to get a little better? Yes. So I want to create like a space where it's just like, oh, well, she kind of looks like me. She has clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's <laughs> not start. doing, that's a start. And <laughs> she's doing movements that I think I can do. Hmm. And I, and, um, and I figured out a way to post little side videos on the main video. So if you don't have a barbell or maybe you're not ready for like a hip thrust, well, here's a little picture or video of something you can do. And so it's, I would like to say it's beginner friendly. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Lean in that way a little bit. But then if you are really into working out, hopefully I post some interesting movements that maybe you haven't tried before or seen mm-hmm. that way. So, so you'd so. say you're not really going, you're not really focused. Uh, you have, do you have any intentions uh, in, in now or in the future of getting that, you know, that Supreme athlete who's like uh, 8% body fat down to 7.3%. I don't think so because I wouldn't know how to train that person. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a really specific thing. Um, yeah. So I do have my corrective exercise specialty. And I do also have a barbell rehab. Um, so I do have two kind of like corrective exercise rehabby type certificates that um, are certifications um, that I, and I would say probably most of the people I train have some sort of injury, chronic pain thing that we have to work around, which is probably more my set than training an athlete or bodybuilder or fitness comp. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you go to school for any of that? Um, so the corrective exercise I did online and then the barbell rehab was um, like a two-day workshop event that I did. Excellent. Yeah. So, and they were both, I'd probably say the barbell rehab was awesome because it's basically just um, bridging the gap between physical therapists and personal trainers mm. and how do you as a personal trainer handle someone with patellar tendonitis or a torn shoulder or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Well, I well, that's definitely the more people that are into fitness. I uh, used to work uh, at a gym called Chaos. Yeah, have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. The owners you would love, you and you would love them. I should introduce you to because mm-hmm. um, 
you guys just seem like the type of, you are on the same wavelength. Yeah. But she, uh, every person that really walked through there, one, they became like a family member to the gym mm-hmm. because of that community that they built. But two, it was usually people with some type of pre-existing injury. And so many people have some sort of injury that they're working around and not enough personal trainers know how to modify movements to make it better, not worse. Instead of like, Mm. you don't want to totally avoid the movement unless you have pain throughout the entire movement. Well, then you need to be finding a similar movement that still gets the same thing done just with no pain. But then... If you don't have pain throughout the whole movement, okay, well, how do, can we modify it so that you can still just keep building up your muscles and tendons and tissues to handle the movement over time? Gotcha. Yeah. And you'd say you're, you're sharp on that. Working on it. Absolutely. It's just, takes, it's just a lot of practice and time okay. and patience, but... But yeah. that's your forte, though. I'd probably say. That's Excellent. probably closer to what I like. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, do you like kickboxing? Do you like martial arts or anything like that? I like to watch it. I've never done it. You like to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when you were bringing up earlier that uh, one science, like the sister science, mm-hmm. uh, it reminded me of uh, kickboxing and dancing because yeah. I've always loved to dance and I found it very easy to be into combat because it's almost the same exact thing. Oh, yeah. I can see that for sure. Yeah, just with a little bit of combat involved. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just, uh, I feel like martial arts is, a natu- is, a, is a natural for me. But one thing I wanted to say about that is it got me very in tune with my body. Yeah. Like, I understood how to move, whereas I didn't before, which sounds so silly. Oh, no, for sure. But uh, do you like to dance? Would you be into kickboxing? Like, I've always been, I've always danced. I wouldn't say I was a dancer, Uh but just dancing for fun and just, like, moving, I've always really enjoyed. Um, But that does remind me, I remember, I think I watched my first Bruce Lee film like last year okay and then i was like reading up like on quotes and everything and i was just like i need to find his autobiography i know i don't don't think he wrote one i think people kind of wrote one for him Mm -hmm. but he seemed like someone that very much understood the two sides because he was obviously very in shape but he also very much understood the mental aspect behind all of it that has to be there for long-term success yeah and so i that kind of just reminded me it's like oh i need to get back figure out my Bruce Lee book. I need, to, I need to figure out which one I want to read. Yeah. yeah. I've got a Bruce Lee guy. A little plus. Oh, no way. Bruce Lee and I'll show you after this. <laughs> <laughs> I love Bruce Lee. Oh, yeah. I t- can't believe I totally forgot until just now. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I'm glad this can remind you about the book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, it, well, I used to meditate all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was from, it wasn't from martial arts, but it helped with the martial arts. But, uh, like, do you like, is your passion in fitness weightlifting? Yeah, I do yes. a lot of weightlifting. What's your favorite lift? Ooh. I love a good back squat or hip thrust. Um, still working on deadlift. Um, I, back when I wasn't taking my personal fitness as serious as I should have, deadlifting caused a lot of low back pain just mm. because if you're just, if you don't know what you're doing or how like or just like you deadlift you get your low back flares up but then you do the exact same thing next time you deadlift and you just in that cycle yeah and so (laughs) so then i just started avoiding it which helps nothing because (laughs) fear avoidance of a movement only creates Mm. more painful movements okay and so working on that again starting from the bottom 
Um, you had to say it. God, I paused just long <laughs> enough that I felt like I had to say it. Um, <laughs> um, so working on my deadlift, it is getting better, but back squat, hip thrust is one of my favorites. I kind of have a shoulder thing, so um, like bench pressing isn't my absolute favorite, but we're getting there. Perfect. Kind of just being okay with how my body is and then finding movements that I can still do that feel good is my next frontier of weightlifting. Okay. Yeah, because I can't rotate this hand all the way down. So you'll see. That's as far as it mm, goes. Why? I broke my compound, fractured my arm in like fourth grade. Oh, God. And so I just never had that full range of motion back. And I didn't know that until the yoga teacher training. And we okay. were doing, we were seeing how, like, all right, everybody take your hands out and do this. And then I was just like, that explains so much because the shoulder like hurts all the time. Well, it's because if you can't rotate your hand all the way down, uh-huh. the rotation comes from the shoulder and not the elbow, wrist, forearm. Okay. And so I'm constantly rolling my front shoulder forward to do movements that require my hand to be on the. So like bench pressing feels terrible. Any movement that requires your hand to be totally flat against the bar is usually pretty trash. Push ups. Push-ups. So it's a lot of like push-ups, but now I hold dumbbells. Gotcha. Or it's just like I don't do mm-hmm. pull-ups, I do chin-ups. And so just slowly, it's okay if a certain movement just doesn't work for your body. Gotcha. It's fine. Just find something that does. It doesn't have to, just because you see it on Instagram doesn't mean it's something you have to do to like look how you want to look. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's say you have a client that comes in the first day. What are you doing to figure out where they're at? Um, so the first day, I'll ask them what their goals are, because that can really change a lot. Like, if they just just want to get back into a swing of things, maybe they need to figure out how to build their knee back up from something. Um, and then any past injuries I should know about. Um, and then we'll just start doing more basic movements. Like, we'll do um, air squats, maybe goblet squats. And then we'll see how um, strict pressing strict pressing feels. And then we'll see just how, like, the really simple movements go. And then from there, we just keep building on maybe more weight, more steps to the movement, and just see what feels good as we go. Okay. Um, so I, I do ask a lot of just, like, okay, how does this feel? What happens if you do this with, like, turn your toes out a little bit better or worse the same? And just a lot of that the first, like, month or so until we really figure out where we're at. So, uh, I've done, I have a personal training, but there was a few sessions I've had where I tried to, I wanted to at one point. And my biggest issue I found was I wanted to push people that was, like, how I pushed myself. And did you ever have that when you first started out? Did you ever have any growing pains? Mm, I think I did with probably my first, it was, like, my best friend. And probably trained her how I wasn't properly training myself. Well, then, and I kind of had that deep gut feeling like, mm, I don't think you're, you're not quite doing that right. Like, mm-hmm. you're not training how you should be. So then I stopped, did the yoga thing. And when I came back is when I really started like, just because this is how you work out doesn't mean this is how they're going to work out. Mm-hmm. But I've also, with that mindset, I've actually gotten better at my own workouts, at tracking on better, progressive overload, slowly adding weight over time and not, like, blowing them up right out the gate. Yeah. Yeah. All right, five miles right now. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like, okay, 
got to do baby steps. Like, if you don't teach them baby steps, the second they're done working out with you, they're just going to go and hurt themselves, and they're just going to be back at square one, if not worse. Mm -hmm. So you have to teach them how to work out without you over time. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you, uh, what's your end goal? Like, at the very end Mm -hmm. of Aligned Fitness, where would you like to be? I was just thinking about, I've actually been thinking about that for probably a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. It's just like, how long am I going to do this? Like, what, or it's hard to say, like, different opportunities come up. And based on where I'm at at that moment, depends a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would like to keep training and teaching yoga and everything, but obviously, I don't know. I have a feeling I'll end up working with the older population. Gotcha. They find me. And they hold on to me wherever I go. Really? Yeah. So I'd probably say, like, I teach two yoga classes at two different apartment complexes. Okay. The people that come back to my yoga class the most are average age of, like, 65. Gotcha. And she's like, I have always just been an old person. You're an old soul. Well, yeah. when I first moved to Kansas City, I uh, worked at Seasons, and I volunteered at a hospice organization for probably, like, six months to a year. Hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, I've always had a real soft spot for the oldies. Gotcha. <laughs> for yourself. Huh? You're an old soul, huh? I think so. Yeah, I, very I, much. Yeah. Especially after you said start from the bottom, now we're here. That's solidified. I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ancient. <laughs> uh, no, I know. I still have references from 2015, because that's when I peaked, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, shit. Yeah. But, yeah, I think eventually <laughs> it's just going to come back to me probably, like, working and doing yoga and training. So there's going to be a lot of old people in this world one of these days. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're living longer and better. Yeah. And so it's just like, that's going to be a whole money-making population. Yeah, that's yeah. a straight market. It's yeah. It's really a, really a uh, long-term way to look at that. Yeah, because then it's like, well, I'll be in my 60s, and that'll be young compared to somebody in their 80s, so I'll just keep staying <laughs> within, like, the market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how, what, like, did, was there a moment, or when did you know that you wanted to be doing this? Oh, so I was at Seasons. Um, I went, I was a CNA, like, I went and got my CNA, and I did that. I worked um, with hospice when I had my CNA for a little bit, but that just really wasn't quite my vibe. So I quit that, and then I got a job at, um, oh, what's it called? Um, Casey Cares, that free health clinic on Broadway. So I was a community health worker there, and I worked with Humana Insurance, and I basically worked out of North Kansas City Hospital and I helped people with Humana Health Insurance basically use their insurance better. Okay. Back to the old, people, back to the old people. Mm-hmm. But, so that was a nine to five, five days a week. Couldn't take it. I could not stand sitting in a cube, or sitting in a cubicle mm-hmm. or in an office all by myself in the top floor of a hospital. Could not stand it. So I quit that, went back to Seasons, and then I was like, and I'd always kind of like wanted to get into it because been working out since Denise Austin did VHS tapes so it's just like I think I finally was just like okay I have seasons I don't care if yoga teachers don't make much money and I don't care if personal trainers don't make much money it's what I want to do 
and I'm going to figure out a way to make money doing it. Mm -hmm. And so then I just started getting certificate after certificate and now we're here bringing it back. That's respect. You did not have to say that, Becca. I did not. See the amount of eye contact I made before I said it? Yeah, okay. Well, hey, that's really good for y'all that uh, are watching. What she just said, and that she doesn't care how much she makes, that's important. You should hear those words and be like, okay, that's somebody that's authentic. Because that's, I mean, there's so many people, there's so many frauds out here that just want to make a quick buck. Mm -hmm. uh, That it's you got to listen to things like that you know really listen to people yeah. to figure out where their intentions lie yeah. uh, so that's dope that's dope that makes me respect yeah. you even thank more you. all right i liked you before you even stepped in this in this uh in this room thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly because you and me uh just like with you and me, i can see how y'all two are together and it works yeah. so well because i get i just kind of mesh with you mm -hmm. it's just like an easy mesh yeah um so yeah, I get that, but that's why I mean you and Liz are kind of like that. Now. Oh really? Yeah, I really, really. Uh, she's gonna be on the podcast in a few months. Oh really? Cool. Yeah, so you can check her out there if you like. Oh yeah, that's oh, my type sure. of person. I will I make that connection. Absolutely. Yeah, they use. Um, they did an American Ninja Warrior gym. No way. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so they're both black belts in karate. Nice. Uh, so they bought out. They didn't buy a building. They rented out this building. One side was the American Ninja Warrior Gym. One side was the, uh, uh, the dojo. Uh, over time, they expanded into another spot, but it became... That's where I tra trained for my first martial arts fight. Gotcha. Um, that's why I taught kids class, kids fitness class there. That would be fun. It was fun. Would you ever be down to teach children? I don't know, man. Kids are a whole different... That's I love thing. my nieces. Oh, dude, on the way here. <laughs> so my four-year-old, she's going to be four-year-old niece, Zoe. Loves Let It Go. Okay. So... I, like, let it go now because it's, like, one of the songs she'll, like, dance to and, like, it's really just adorable to watch. Mm -hmm. So, on the way here, I was singing Let It Go as loud as I possibly could in my car, going 70 and a 55, didn't know it, so I was singing Let It Go, look in my rearview mirror, there was a cop right behind me, 70 and a 55, I was like, this, this is how I go, Yeah, that's this, it. this is it. So I slow down, getting in the middle lane. So I was also in the far left lane. Got in the middle lane, <laughs> slowed down, kept singing so that he would, like, see me singing when he drove by. Hoping <laughs> that would make him less mad. <laughs> off he went, got right behind the car that I was following. Because I was just going behind the car that was in front of me. And then I looked down, I was like, looked up. Turned his lights on. Nope. So I don't know if he was, like, headed somewhere. Because he 100% could have pulled over me. Or the car in front of that, or the car in front of that. Mm -hmm. So, thank you, universe, for that little gift. But yeah, I don't know. I like my nieces a lot, but and kids do like me. But you gotta have a lot of patience. Yes. Like herding cats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so interesting trying to maneuver because it was all age groups too. There was like, oh, I think the youngest girl was five, and the oldest was like seventeen. How do you do that? You can't. You can't. <laughs> well, I had a lot of help from Liz and Russ. Yeah. I mean, they are, they're, they're quick. They helped me out. Otherwise, I'd have been, I'd have been, oh, yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I, I don't think I would do it again, though. You, I think it takes a certain type. That's why I think, I think I'm an older person. There's some people that can't stand dealing with the older population. I feel like I would run out of patience real quick with a group of five-year-olds yeah so i think it's just the type of 
type of person you are. Yeah, it yeah. was it was interesting because I was sitting there. Uh, it was I think the most important part was finding that balance between fun and strict. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I got too like regimented, they would lose interest in our oh, heart. Oh, zone out. Yeah, yeah. They were, you're teaching a you're talking to a wall. Yeah. But if you were too fun, like they didn't respect you at all. So yeah. they weren't doing anything either. Yeah. So, but it, it taught me a lot about how to teach. You know, That'll teach do it. Yeah. Um, I want to pivot a little bit. You did some work at a hospice. Mm-hmm. Um, you did some work for helping people find insurance. Mm-hmm. Is there anything as you were when you were doing that <clears throat> that work? Is there anything that you felt like, wow, this is maybe not how we could maybe improve upon this process a little better? Oh, the entire. Western healthcare system is trash, and that's why I couldn't do it anymore. It's so regulated, probably like a little overregulated. Like, there's no, it's probably not overregulated. It's, it is what it is. It could be better. Everything could be a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say so. Like in most cultures, older populations, there's multi generational households. Like you usually just take in the grandparents. But in America, you put them in a nursing home and then you never have to worry about it. Never have to think about it. So in that way, it's very sad because the American nursing home system is just so sad. Um, But they're doing what they, it's just underfunded. Like one nurse has 20 patients, which is usually unrealistic expectation. And they're just lonely. Like, not enough activities, there's nothing, like, keeping them stimulated, like, it usually smells weird, it's not that clean. Like, obviously, there are some that are really nice, Mm -hmm. but for the average American, you can't afford the really nice one. So, you go to the one that's, like, government-subsidized kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's problem number one, is usually, instead of, like, having just a multi-generational house, you just send them to the nursing home down the road. Um, But also just... The American healthcare system never t- doesn't take in mental well-being enough, which is like a very Eastern thought. It is getting better. Like more Slowly. doctors are talking about the, what stress and anxiety can do physically on the body, but mm. it just wasn't going quick enough for no, me. And I couldn't. Seriously. I couldn't stand working somewhere where they only looked at like physical and not the overall person. Like, yeah, that totally was very sense. frustrating. It's it's shocking. I guess it's not shocking because if you're not taught it, how can you actually come right. up with it? Unless oh, like, yeah. It has to start mind. from school. Like Yeah. Yeah. If you're not in an innovative mind, how can you actually come up with these ideas, yeah. which are very few and far in between? But it's like, yeah, it just kind of seems so obvious that like, everything starts like on here, the Like, here, just take this pill and see me in six months. And it's just like, they didn't, like, yeah, they ask you those questions, like, have you been depressed in the past two weeks? Like, all those questions that nobody probably really answers truthfully anyway. I think doctors are getting better at, like, asking about, like, mental health, anxiety, and all those. But we got a long ways to go before we start looking at the whole person and not just the symptoms. That's true. Yeah. That's true. The, uh, well, I mean, it's, I guess, what well, it might be a matter of a smooth 20 years before we really start making real, like, long-lasting impact. And therapy is more accessible than it's ever been. Is it? I think from the pandemic, I mean, you can, they have, like, all the telehealth and virtual therapists and phone calls and 
So it's eaten. I think the pandemic helped a lot that way because people still needed to go to therapy, but you obviously couldn't be in person. And so I think that helped get more people, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I checked out this uh, thing called BetterHelp. Mm-hmm. I checked out the app. I haven't, I've never bought it. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. Um, I just don't have the money for mm-hmm. it. But, I mean, it definitely was exposed to me, so I gave it a shot. Right. I looked into it. But have you ever been to therapy? I haven't, but everybody should probably go. I agree. I'd probably say each person could probably do, be good for a couple sessions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple, probably. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. And just understanding yourself. If nothing else, even if you don't have trauma, you just... Oh, you there's know. there's got to be something that you never think about whenever it comes up and you shut it right back down. And there's yeah. got to be something, even if it seems pathetic or small to you. It probably played a bigger role than you think. Yeah. And it's not pathetic or small. For no, it's, yeah, absolutely not. It's not. Um, everybody's got problems. It's very normal. It's a part of being human. So. I think it's really easy for people to like downplay. It's just like, oh, well this thing isn't as big as what my best friend just told me about yesterday, so mine must not be as big of a deal. I'm just like, no, it is. Mm-hmm. If it bothers you, it's a big deal. Yes. Yeah. That's a good way. That's a yeah. really simple and easy way to put yeah. it. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So do you think there's any other, um, do you think you want to get into anything other than fitness? Um, probably not. Probably just like the meditation thing eventually. I'm a little busy now, so... I'd like to eventually carve out a time to actually like do an online one. Um, but I don't know. I'll probably just stick within like the three of fitness, yoga, and meditation just because I feel like any more than that and you just like, there's just too much. You can't put everything you've learned into practice if you're just constantly taking courses and doing stuff online. Eventually, you need to give yourself time to actually think about it, try and implement it, implement it for yourself, your clients. Like, you can't be doing. You have to find your lane. Yeah. You have to stay in the lane. Yeah, become your, yeah. the expert mm-hmm. in what you do. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, let's see. Do I have anything else to ask you, Rebecca? Pretty much hit every single thing I was, or even more than I thought no. I was going to ask you. To be honest <laughs> with you. I didn't yeah, think, fast talker. Not, things come out quickly. Yeah, things come out quickly for you, but honestly, I didn't know there was as much to you as you've uh, expressed. You know what I mean? <laughs> do you like to read? I do. Yeah. yeah. I usually just read like anymore. I just read like I think the like self help books, but like meditation books, like books on just like mindfulness, or really just about what I read anymore. Actually, do you meditate? Not as much as I should. Yeah, me too. But kind of, I kind of consider working out my meditations. Yeah. Um, because really, I work out one just because I like it. Two. It's, I can tell if I haven't worked out in a couple of days. Like mentally, I'm just a little bit more frazzled and just like easier to rile up. Mm. But if I like consistently stay like three, four workouts a week, mentally, I'm just like so much sharper and so much clearer. And yeah. I prioritize sleep. And do you? What do you I, mean? I think Tom Brady that? does too. Um, I want a minimum of eight hours. Minimum. No matter what. I need to start doing that. You'd be surprised. It's a big deal. I. I feel like I can, I'm able to get in the zone if I have to get in the zone, like at work mm-hmm. or something. But geez, I'm just a piece of garbage. If I don't get like <laughs> seven to eight. No, yeah, like it. Ever since I like realized, like I always like to sleep, but once I actually realized like how much better I function if I've gotten at least eight hours, is I think Tom Brady prioritizes sleep too. Like that's his number one 
recovery tool is sleep. Just sleeping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, I think they're coming out with more science that like sleeping is the best recovery tool for working out. It's the best thing you can do. So when you say that, like, let's say you're at seasons, it's a late night. Does no matter what, are you getting in eight hours? Well, no. If if I'm stuck polishing two racks of glasses at midnight. Yeah. And Saturday mornings, I have to get up to teach yoga, but I never set an alarm. Hence why probably a little late this morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's excusable now. Now I understand why. Yeah, I mean, literally Sunday night, I fell asleep <clears throat> at 8 p.m. and I woke up at 9 a.m. And it was glorious. Ooh, it was, I was you didn't even need- wake up? I mean, I woke up to go to bed after the football game was over, but... Holy shit. Yeah, and I felt great. You like, said 8 p.m. to 9 a.m.? Yeah. It was great. amazing. It was a good day. <laughs> what did you do that day? Uh, we went and cut, we went and cut down our Christmas tree over in Kansas. Okay. And then we decorated it and got some sushi. And then oh, apparently yeah. I was exhausted. Just crashed down. It was to me. <laughs> That's um, But, yeah, I make sure, like, I try never to set an alarm. I don't train people in the morning, so I'm not a morning person. Mm. Um so yeah, if I can not set an alarm and just wake up on my own, they actually make alarm clocks now. Have you seen them? Where it doesn't really make a sound, but it imitates the sun rising, and so it will gradually make your room brighter and brighter and brighter Whoa. and wake you up naturally, which is supposed to be better than like waking up to a jarring alarm. Yeah, like an elbow in the face. With yeah, that right. Yeah. So it's just that. like it's supposed to be like one of the more natural ways to like. Wake up in the morning. Jeez, I love that. Yeah, it's such a simple it. idea, right? It's someone really, really thought that one through. <laughs> yeah, I know. Super thought that one through. But yeah. So do you like have any tips to like go to sleep? Like how can you sleep better? Um, I don't know really about sleeping better. I mean, you can not look at your phone for like an hour before bed. Okay. Um, I have my blue light dims off at 7.30 p.m. Okay. So you can set that timer on your phone where like, it kind of get, puts that yellowish tint. So mine's from like 7.30 at night to probably 8.30 in the morning. That's supposed to help. Supposedly blue light is really bad for you before bed. Um, I don't know. Other than that, just like... You do a sleep mask? No. No? Don't no. even need it? I really, I've always been quick to fall asleep on a hard sleeper. So okay. I, feel, I feel for people that struggle to sleep because that has to just be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's only so much you can do. A lot of it is just like, maybe over time, maybe just working on like your own personal circadian rhythm, like trying to get to bed at roughly the same time every night and like roughly trying to wake up around the same time every morning. Okay. And that's just a process. But mm-hmm. yeah. But they make things that help you fall asleep too for you. Really, like, there's some people that just like, it's not in their genes to really like just like insomnia or like ptsd and that kind of stuff gotcha. anxiety a lot of people get anxiety right before bed thinking about like tomorrow or yeah. something stupid they said earlier in the day so you know last sunday this past sunday mm-hmm. uh we got busy at eight o'clock oh, brutal. We slammed brutal. yes close at nine i know yeah we closed at nine <laughs> got slammed at eight my last four top came in at eight fifty. brutal Brutally. Say so there's a 10.30. I was running Classic. around all the way to like 11.30 when mm-hmm. we shut down. But I don't think 
my mind ever got out of that quick mode because I was sleeping, but I was not sleeping. Hundred percent. I was thinking you were about work. Still decompressing a lot. Okay. How yeah. do you have any ideas on how to decompress? Like meditation. Meditation. I would probably say idea. try and find like an. Uh, they make a lot of good nighttime or bedtime meditations too that help you try to start releasing the day. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's definitely hard for people that work, especially servers that work late at night, because. If you were in the weeds right up until you left, your mind is still going a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. As you're driving home, like, oh, fuck, I forgot their ketchup. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I didn't even say a word when I got, I was just driving. I was like. Dude, did you see that meme? It was like, you ever get slammed so hard at work that you drive home the speed limit with no music playing? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was me that (laughs) night, dude. I was just like, I'm done. (laughs) Oh, those are the bad ones. That's a really bad one. Um, (laughs) But yeah, probably just like a bedtime meditation might help. I take showers before bed. That really helps. Well, I got my favorite little that. nighttime candle. Make a little ritual. There's like, you can't have enough self-rituals. Really? You don't think so, huh? Oh, no. You could have like a morning ritual, a nighttime ritual, just something that like mentally like gets you ready for the day and like a safe space that, yeah, you can kind of just let the day come to you as opposed to like jarring yourself awake and flying around trying to get everything ready to it's not a fun way to start today. Yeah, waking up like in a rush. Yeah, that's I the worst. Hate that. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a room for you to collab with with Liz. Yeah, that'd be you cool. You guys are like the really like very very similar. I think you guys would be best. That'd be cool. I'll get you out. Uh, I'll connect y'all two through Facebook. Where are you from? Uh, Chicago originally. Oh, you are okay. Yeah, but I was born. No, I was born in Chicago. I came out here. I've been here probably. 20 years collectively in my life. Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Always a city? No, I lived in Belton for quite a while. Oh, we, we're down in Grandview right now. Mm-hmm. I, lived, I did a couple years in... Why did I say it like that? <laughs> I, I spent a couple years in Grandview. <laughs> it's just like, why would I say it like that? Uh, mostly Belton, a little bit of Grandview, and then uh, I spent a, quite a few years in, in Kansas City, United City, so... I guess I'm still technically in Kansas City now. Oh, yeah. But I, it's like basically Gladstone to me. Yeah. It's like right over there. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I spent a little bit of time in Milwaukee uh, to go do, I went to try to do fighting professionally over at gotcha. Sport. But uh, my health, the way my health insurance was set up, it was not mm-hmm. available to me to do. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you know way more than mm. the most part, the yeah. average person. Yeah. How much that fucking racks up? Oh, it's awful. It's you might as well just have no insurance half the time. I didn't. I don't. I didn't. Yeah. So it was. It was pointless. I was yeah. getting concussed. I was getting hurt. Like every practice. Yeah. This wasn't feasible. And I was getting my ass beat by eighteen year olds. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I feel like anymore, like parents can sign their kids up younger and younger, and so it's just like it's yeah. These kids are elite by the time oh. they're allowed to have their first professional 100%. fight. 100%. And I'm sitting there like, There's I'm a just, whole new ball game out there for most sports for kids right now. Yeah. Really, really interesting how the market is going to dictate that. Like, UFC was so niche. Mm-hmm. But now, it's especially because of Conor McGregor, a few ultra stars, it's become, right. it might be one of the, it might, it's going to be the next boxing, if it's oh, not yeah. already the next boxing. Oh, yeah. I would 100% say it's already there. Yeah. And... So the market right there is just booming. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to do jujitsu at the very least, if not kickboxing and everything mm-hmm. else. 
Uh, but not only that, like I think it's really important. You know, you you've got freedom of movement with your science. Mm-hmm. Uh, discipline is fitness one hundred and one. Right? Yeah. Like you can you just learn discipline through doing fitness avenue. Oh yeah. That's the main thing. Uh, no, I disagree. Confidence is one it instilled in me, and then discipline. Yeah. Because I'm still not tight, really not tight with my discipline at times. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm I'm confident to go anywhere at yeah. any point in time. Makes up for the. Lack of discipline, probably every now and again. Yeah, and the yeah. height. Yeah, and the height. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you laughed because that was a joke, guys. <laughs> I tried to hold it. I tried to hold it straight, guys. I couldn't do it. Hey, you know what uh, I'm saying? Man. Going out at the club <laughs> as a five foot five man. You just you gotta five make five. yourself seem taller. You gotta be. Yeah. You gotta own your space. Yeah, you know I mean? that's true. Because I don't think of you as a short person, so. I see. I see that. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's one of the best comments I've ever heard. Well, if you think of someone, like, I would never, I in my head, I wouldn't have thought you were 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. I would have thought, like, 5'7". I'll take the extra two. I'm 5'8", I'm so that's a little on the, that's taller-ish, so. Yeah, for definitely a female. over average. I think the average is, like, 5'6", or something short. I was just short, like, I was just short enough to, like, not be quite tall enough for volleyball. Like, I played mm. for... Six years, but just wasn't. I was just wasn't short enough to be like the libero. And I wasn't tall enough to be like at the net. <laughs> that was just all passion then. Yeah, all passion, baby. Let's go. All passion at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Cool. All right, baby. So um, let's. So how can we find you? At Align Fitness. Align Fitness. So you just add a little underscore to between the Align and the Fitness. Mm-hmm. This is at Instagram, right? And that's the Insta. I don't have a Facebook. No Facebook. Heard Couldn't that. handle it. Trying to make a TikTok. Good God, that is hard. It's a lot of work. Um, that is way different than Instagram. Yeah. And so, to do them both simultaneously, good luck. Yeah. need a lot of time. So, my Instagram is mainly where it's at. Okay. I'll, my TikTok is made. Got the handle. Yeah, hopes for the TikTok. Got it's the coming. handle made, but it's coming. Manifestations and process. Let's go. Manifestations and process. Yeah. That was my first post. when the, I, So, when I made the Instagram, I had nothing to post yet. So I didn't know what I was going to post. So, it just said... All it said was like manifestations and process. Let's go. That's the first post. Let's go. That's a great first yeah. post. Because now you got to look at it three years down the road and look at where you It's at. there somewhere. It's still there. Can't okay. delete it now. You don't delete it. Can't. Please don't. Nope, it's there. <laughs> scroll to the very bottom. You'll see it. All right. So Becca go- gets. Becca gets. I almost said goats. It'd be really badass if it was goats. Correct. I don't correct way. people. Like, who, what do I care? Who cares well, if I, you say it wrong? I do. I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah, the O is silent, which you never, ever tell people. What is that? Normally. Uh, it's, so it's German. It's German? Yeah. Okay. I would Which no one knew how to pronounce my maiden name anyway, so I'm very used to. What was the maiden name? Seipel. But Seipel? it looks like Seipel. How do you spell that? S-E-I-P-E-L. Uh, yeah, so I'm very much used to people saying it, and I just don't correct them. Heard. It's fine. <laughs> you don't work for the government. You don't need to know. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, Becca Getz. Yeah. Aligned underscore fitness on Instagram. That's where you find her. Yep. If you want to get a hold of her Instagram message, do you want me to put your phone number right down here? Sure it's Excellent. I've had okay. the same number since I was 16. All right. We're not going to do that. <laughs> Go to Instagram, guys. Don't be lazy. You got the app. Yeah. Open you you it know up. how to use Insta. You know how to DM me. <laughs> yeah. Don't play dumb. Yeah. Get a hold of her. She'll get you taken care of, especially if you're a beginner. If you're in, uh, if you got an injury or something, anything that you want to, do, want to address and get a little bit more limber, um, she got you covered. Sure do. Becca, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. If you guys go on to uh, help support Be More Ventures, we are about to go collect turkeys. I'm about to go collect about 30 to 40 and send them over for Thanksgiving. 
check us out at bemoreventures.org. Uh, you can buy the BMKC hoodie or the BMVT over there. And also just check up with all the other podcasts I've got going on with everybody else from Kansas City, trying to improve the lives, trying to help each other be more. That's what we're doing here, guys. So, uh, you know, the focus is not, the, uh, the vision is not being left. Thank you very much. BMV6, that's a wrap. Loved it.